So in the last episode, I talked about how to disagree with people without being disagreeable. Today's episode is kind of an extension of that thinking. Uh, in the last episode, I quoted a proverb as the quotation for contemplation. And today I want to go through the book of Proverbs on the same theme. So this should be really interesting. Stay tuned. In a world of incompetent bosses, micromanagers, and petty tyrants, one management professor claims that he can help you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. You are listening to The Leadersmith. Now, here is your host, Darren Gertis. Okay, so in the, today's episode, I'm, I went through uh, the book of Proverbs. I've been reading the Proverbs since September, just going through like every day reading the book of Proverbs, and it really changes your outlook, changes the way that you think about things. Um, and so I, I went back through and just highlighted all the verses uh, relating, oh, not all the verses, the most powerful verses relating to how we should talk and relate and agree or disagree or interact with others. And so I'm just going to read through with a little commentary. Now, I'm doing this for two reasons. One, it, this is just before the inauguration, and I've never seen such a toxic environment on Facebook ever. Um, the news is terrible. Facebook's terrible. But there's a second reason, and that is that I want my uh, servant leadership class to see this because this is kind of a template of what I want you to do when I ask you to highlight uh, servant leadership from the book of Proverbs. What I'm doing is just a, a much narrower version of this, and you're going to do a broader version just covering whatever aspects of servant leadership. So I'm kind of getting killing two birds with one stone here. So here I'm just going to read through with a little commentary after some, some verses. Um, so here we go. Before I do, let me talk about the categories that Solomon talks about. He talks about wisdom or the wise. He talks about the fool. He talks about the mocker and he talks about the simple. So he has these different classes of people and it's not economic class. It's not racial like skin color. It's uh, the wise are people that incline toward God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and discipline or wisdom and instruction. So if you incline toward God, if you listen to God, if you accept discipline and correction, that's wisdom. A fool is someone who rejects God and then becomes proud. The simple are people who believe anything. And the mocker is someone who's always stirring things up and causing trouble and won't listen to things, thinks they're smarter than everyone else, and you'll see from the language in the text. Okay, so here we go. As I went through, I was surprised to find that there was only a couple of times that something like this was mentioned in chapter 6 and then chapter 9, but then once we got to chapter 10, there were a lot, and I mean like there were well over a hundred when I was trying to narrow down as carefully as possible. So here we go, uh, Proverbs 10, 11. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. So if you're righteous, it leads to life, or if you're speaking righteous words, it's leading to life. If you're uh, wicked, you're concealing violence. There's something under, under your speech that's violent. Uh, Proverbs 10, 12. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers up all wrongs. So 
hatred is creating more animosity. Just just think of your experience on Facebook, right, or on other social media, or when you get into a political discussion you didn't want to get into. Proverbs 10:18, whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. So what's the definition of fool? Someone who lies and spreads slander. So look for that. I mean, you'll see these things connected. 10:19, sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold their tongues. Okay. So when you see a lot of this, like Facebook, it's like people have uh, have um, politically vomited all over Facebook, but the prudent hold their tongues. Now, what does prudence mean? Prudence is wisdom put into action. So you know the right thing and then you do it. So holding your tongue is a good sign of prudence. 1032, the lips of the righteous know what finds favor, but the mouth of the wicked only what is perverse. So when you see perverse speech, that is a sign that that is a wicked person, according to the Proverbs. Okay, Proverbs 11.9, with their mouths, the godless destroy their neighbors, but through knowledge, the righteous escape. So if the attempt is to destroy your neighbor, that's the wicked, that's the godless. 11.11, through the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked, it is destroyed. I'll leave commentary alone. 11.12, whoever derides their neighbor has no sense, but the one who has understanding holds their tongue. Okay, that's Facebook in a nutshell. Are you deriding your neighbor? Are you calling that person an idiot? Like I've seen on my Facebook thread like for days now. Okay, that person has no sense. If you have understanding, you hold your tongue. Proverbs 12.6, the words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the speech of the upright rescues them. Proverbs 12.16, fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlook an insult. Wow. Okay, so if you just show your annoyance all the time as soon as you're offended, then that, the Bible saying that you're a fool. The prudent overlook an insult. 12.18, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Well, what a contrast. Pierces like swords. That's the words of the wicked, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Proverbs 12.23, the prudent keep their knowledge to themselves, but a fool's heart blurts out folly. So, so if it's just spewing out stuff, fool. Proverbs 13.3, those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. Facebook is designed to speak rashly, not to preserve your life. Proverbs 13.10, where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. Okay, so strife and pride are associated with being a fool. Uh, if there's, when you see strife, it's pride is behind that. Pride is causing that. People being offended or trying to prove that they're right. 13.20, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Now, that just means who do you hang out with? Because if you hang out with certain people, you're going to start acting like certain people. Proverbs 14.3, a fool's mouth lashes out with pride, but the lips of the wise protect them. So we're starting to see some, some repetition, which is a sign that this they mean what they're saying. Okay, 14.6, the mocker seeks wisdom and finds none, but knowledge comes easily to the discerning. So if you're a mocker, even if you're looking for wisdom, if you're somebody who's always, uh, how do I describe a mocker? Someone who's cynical, someone who's sarcastic, always pointing out the flaws in others. You're, even if you look for wisdom, you find none. 
14.7, stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. 14.9, fools mock at making amends for sin, but goodwill is found among the upright. 14.15, the simple, now that's a different category. These are people who are incredulous, who believe anything that you post on Facebook. Wow, that, that, that happened? I'm going to pass this along. The simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. 14.16, the wise fear the Lord and shun evil, but a fool is hot-headed and yet feels secure. So I'm just angry all the time and I'm going to spew it all, the time, all over, but yet I feel like I'm justified. That's a fool. 14.29, whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. See a lot of that now. Proverbs 15.1, I love this. A gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger. How much do you see in your political debates about a gentle answer turning away wrath? Not a lot, unfortunately. 15.2, the tongue of the wise adorns knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes folly. Proverbs 15.4, the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Yep, we're seeing a lot of that. Not a lot of the soothing tongue, but a lot of the crushing the spirit. Proverbs 15, 12, mockers resent correction, so they avoid the wise. So you don't really have a lot of deep, meaningful conversations right now. What we're just doing is mocking each other, and that's bad. Proverbs 15, 17, better a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hatred. What it's saying is better to have almost nothing and have a loving environment than to have uh, everything that you want, all the delicacies that are there, and in an environment of hatred. Proverbs 15, 18, a hot-tempered man stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. Proverbs 15, 22, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Now that's not directly about conflict, but it is about listening to other people as opposed to just thinking that you're right. Proverbs 15, 28, the heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. So you see a lot more gushing than you do weighing answers these days. Okay, Proverbs 16, 12. Kings detest wrongdoing, for a throne is established through righteousness. Now, I kept that one in there because, uh, interestingly, other translations put in the word leader instead of kings. Uh, now, let me read it that way. And that's not really what it means, but the message is trying to upgrade to, to modernize so that we can relate to it. Leaders detest wrongdoing, for... Their leadership is established through righteousness. And when you think through that, that makes a lot of sense. And it, it affects the way that we see this. And now, how does that apply to your communication? Just think through that. Okay, Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So think about all the communication that's motivated by pride right now. Where is it going to lead? To destruction. Where does that prideful, that's a haughty spirit, where does that prideful spirit lead to a fall? Proverbs 16.21, the wise in heart are called discerning, and gracious words promote instruction. So I was asking in class, uh, anybody ever win a Facebook fight? And I've only ever had one person answer yes, ever. Um, why? Because this isn't in promoting instruction is not gracious words. It's it's pe prideful people trying to prove to other prideful people that they, they should be listening to them, and that's not going to work very well.
Proverbs 16:27, a scoundrel plots evil, and on their lips is like a scorching fire. Proverbs 16:28, a perverse person stirs up a conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. So what do you know? If a if they're stirring up conflict, perverse person. If they're separating close friends, gossiping is what's causing that. So look for these these evils. I mean, Solomon's calling these things evil. 1630, whoever winks with their eye is plotting perversity. Whoever purses their lips is bent on evil. Proverbs 16.32, better a patient person than the warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. That's how important self-control is, to rein yourself in. It's better than taking a city. Proverbs 17.4, a wicked person listens to deceitful lips. Okay, so now they don't just speak uh, evil, they listen to the deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. So it's like Romans 1. They not only do these things, but approve of those who do. 17.5. Whoever mocks the poor shows contempt for their maker. Whoever gloats over disaster will not go unpunished. 17.7. Eloquent lips are unsuited to a godless fool. How much worse, lying lips to a ruler. So what it's saying here is uh, somebody who is eloquent, who can prove their point, who can persuade. It's terrible if that person's a fool. And, or if a ruler or leader is lying to his people. 1711, evildoers foster rebellion against God. <laughs> That's what they're doing. 1714, starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before the dispute breaks out. So stop arguing is what it's saying, because it's going to be very bad what's going to happen. Okay, 1719, whoever loves a quarrel loves sin. Whoever builds a high gate invites destruction. So if you look at a commentary on that, the first part's easy. Whoever loves a quarrel loves sin. So if they're if if people just love arguing, they love sin. The second part, whoever builds a high gate invites destruction. What's that mean? It's high gate is like advertise self-advertising yourself that look at me, look what I've done. So you're you're putting yourself up to get torn down, is what it's saying. 1720, one whose heart is corrupt does not prosper. One whose tongue is perverse falls into trouble. 1727, one who has knowledge uses words with restraint, and one who has understanding is even-tempered. So look at the difference between people who want to argue and cause trouble and whatever, as opposed to the one who has knowledge, who is restrained in his words, who is even-tempered. 1728, even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. Really, there's a, a huge dividing line, uh, almost almost like classes, where if you just are restrained, hold your tongue, think through and are thoughtful about what you say, you're on one side. And on the other side, you just blather, spit out whatever, let the hatred go, let the quarreling go, let the um, anger flow. Okay, Proverbs 18.1. An unfriendly person pursues selfish ends, and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Okay, that's on that side of the fence. Uh, 18.2. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. So, if they're trying to learn, if they're trying to hear, to listen, that's one thing. If they're just happy to share their own ideas, well, I think blah, blah, blah. Well, be careful. What's the scripture say? 18.3. When wickedness comes, so does contempt, and with shame comes reproach.
Okay, 18.6, the lips of fools bring them strife and their mouths invite a beating. Now, that was, uh, that was really interesting to me. I, that immediately made me think of the quote by Mike Tyson. Tyson said this, and this is a quotation for contemplation for today. He said, social media made you all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. <laughs> there's something there's something very true about that, right? I mean, there, there's, there's very little consequence on social media for saying stupid stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's the, there's the separation between having to look somebody in the eye and say it and separation between any consequences causes almost the worst to come out of people. It, it, it invites fools into this conversation. The mouths of fools are their undoing and their lips are a snare to their very lives. Okay, Proverbs 18, 12, before a downfall, the heart is haughty. That means prideful, but humility comes before honor. Proverbs 18, 13, to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. And we see a lot of this answering before listening. Proverbs 18, 19, I used this as a uh, quotation for contemplation in a previous episode just not too long ago. A brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. Disputes are like the barred gates of a citadel. What does that mean? Offend someone and they're going to just turn their face against you and be hardened against you forever. I mean, you just, that's what's going to happen. And we see a lot of that, unfortunately. And, and a lot of that is not even by the, in, by the individual. It's by party. It's, it's bizarre. Proverbs 18.21, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue is a fire, James says. Okay, Proverbs 19, 1, better the poor whose walk is blameless than a fool whose lips are perverse. Proverbs 19, 11, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. But we don't see a lot of overlooking of offense. Proverbs 19, 13, a foolish child is a father's ruin and a quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping of a leaky roof. I just find those humorous. And he comes back to that theme quite a bit. Proverbs 19, 19, a hot-tempered person must pay the penalty. Rescue them and you'll have to do it again. So it's looking at that person's character. Proverbs 19, 25, flog a mocker and the simple will learn prudence. Rebuke the discerning and they will gain knowledge. So the wise actually want to listen to rebuke and instruction. Proverbs 19.28, a corrupt witness mocks a justice, and the mouth of the wicked gulps down evil. Proverbs 23, it is to one's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. Right? So the, it's to one's honor to essentially avoid that Facebook fight that you just got into. Uh, and by the way, I'm talking to myself as much as anybody else because I get drawn into these like it's like waving red meat in front of a stupid dog and I try to avoid it, but I get sucked into it sometimes and I've, I've done better, but I'm trying. Okay, Proverbs 20, 19, a gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid anyone who talks too much. That's just sound advice. Stay away from a gossip. Proverbs 20, 28, love and faithfulness keep a king safe. Through love, his throne is made secure. What a profound verse. It's love and faithfulness that keep that leader secure. What a great way of looking at it. Proverbs 21.4, haughty eyes and a proud heart, that means pride, are the unplowed field of the wicked. They produce sin. Proverbs 21.10, 
The wicked crave evil. Their neighbors get no mercy from them. Wow. That's what it's talking about. That's what's motivating the wicked. Proverbs 21, 11, When a mocker is punished, the simple gain wisdom. By paying attention to the wise, they get knowledge. Okay. Proverbs 21, 19. Better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. That's past two of that nagging wife for Solomon. Okay. 21, 21. Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Proverbs 21, 23. Those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Wow, that's that's really interesting. So by reigning in your tongue, you keep yourself from trouble. I, I know that in my own experience, I've gotten in trouble for what I've said, not for what I haven't said. Proverbs 21, 24, the proud and arrogant person, mocker is his name, behaves with insolent fury. And they're all your friends on Facebook. <laughs> are the proud mocker who behaves with insolent fury. Proverbs 21, 29. The wicked put up a bold front, but the upright give thought to their ways. It's quite a difference. Proverbs 22, 4. Humility is the fear of the Lord, and its wages are rich and honor and life. Proverbs 22, 10. Drive out the mocker and out goes strife. Quarrels and insults are ended. I don't know if you've ever been able to maintain a, a Facebook group that was non-political or about something where you're just going to talk openly and politely, but it's hard not to have a mocker, you know, come in and stir up trouble. Okay. Proverbs 22, 24, do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Careful with that. Proverbs 23, 9, do not speak to fools, for they will scorn your prudent words. They're not going to listen. They don't want to listen. They think they know better than you, so why should they listen? Okay, Proverbs 24, 17, do not gloat when your enemy falls. When they stumble, do not let your heart rejoice. That's or The next verse says, or the Lord will disapprove and turn away his wrath from them. Don't be like that. Don't, don't wish for their downfall. The next, uh, 24, 26, an honest answer is like a kiss on a lip. Proverbs 25, 4, remove the dross from the silver and a silversmith can produce a vessel. Remove the wicked officials from the king's presence and his throne will be established through righteousness. This is kind of like a, a, a leadership version of who, who your friends are is who you are. Proverbs 25, 15, through patience, a ruler can be persuaded, and I love this, and a gentle tongue can break a bone. Wow, that's powerful. Proverbs 25, 18, like a club or a sword or a sharp arrow. Now that's short range, mid range, long range, all ways that people can injure you. Listen to this, is one who gives false testimony against a neighbor. It beats you, it, it cuts you, it pierces you when you, when you lie. Wow. Proverbs 25, 21, if your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head and the Lord will reward you. Now, I always wondered what that was. Heap burning coals on his head if you're, if you're doing good to him. Well, so there's a metaphor and I looked it up in a couple of different commentaries. Uh, one is there's a, this is a metaphor for smelting ore and applying heat causes metals to melt. Um, and that, you know, the dross runs out. So the idea was that sincere and genuine kindness 
unnatural kindness is going to melt that enemy. Now, that's one interpretation. Another interpretation was um, that in the uh, Near East, in the ancient Near East, that those burning coals would keep a fire alive. So you're putting it in a basket to, to give them a kindness to help them um, have heat or cooking in their house or whatever else. But either way, it's by doing a kindness to them. It's not, you know, assaulting them with hot burning coals. Let me read it again. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head and the Lord will reward you. You're doing him a kindness and God's going to be pleased by you doing a kindness. Okay, Proverbs 25, 24, better to live on a corner of a roof than share the house with a quarrelsome wife. That's past three at that same concept. Solomon has some issue here. 25, 28, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Wow, self-control is important. 26, 2, like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. People take that offense and they run with it and it, it's going to stay with you. 26.4. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him. 26.5. Answer a fool according to his folly, or he will become wise in his own eyes. So those two are back to back. And when I looked it up in the commentary, it was basically this. Do not answer a fool according to his folly. Don't throw your pearls before a swine, as Christ said. Just if you know that this is going to be a foolish argument, leave it alone. But answer a fool according to his folly, or he'll be wise in his own eyes, is talking about like... And, you know, take that um, lesson to its furthest implications and show him just how foolish it is, but, and then be done with it. Just don't let him just go off spouting nonsense, but don't, you know, get into the mud with him either. That's, that's not what it's talking about. Okay. 26, 12. Do you see a person wise in their own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. If you're not teachable, you're not going to learn anything. Uh, 26, 17, like one who grabs a stray dog by the ears is someone who rushes into a quarrel, not their own. Wow. I mean, that, that one's really spoke to me because I'm, I'm generally in for like, well, no, let me correct you. That's a part of a problem with being a teacher, right? You want to jump in and no, don't do it. 26, 20, wood without a fire goes out without a gossip. A quarrel dies down. Uh, that's really interesting. I mean, how, how instrumental a gossip is to strife. 26:21 as charcoal to embers and as wood to fire so is a quarrelsome person for kindling strife all right 26:28 a lying tongue hates those it hurts and a flattering mouth works ruin so if the person's lying or flattering they hate you and they're working ruin wow proverbs 27:2 let someone else praise you and not your own mouth an outsider and not your own lips yeah stop self-promoting, self-flattering yourself. 27.4. Anger is cruel and fury is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? 27.6. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. That's right. An enemy is going to flatter you, but your friend is going to tell you the real truth about what you're doing. That's stupid. So stop it because I care about you, man. Okay. 27.4. 15. A quarrelsome wife is like the dripping of a leaky roof in a rainstorm. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with the hand. I think that's the fourth or fifth time that Solomon has said this. I'm not sure what kind of issues he had with his wives, but wow, that's that's <laughs> that's just something. Okay, 27:21. The crucible for silver, the furnace for gold, but people are tested by their praise. That means 
they're tested. The real test is when other people are praising them and like, are they, are they acting appropriately to this or are they, are they getting puffed up in their head or are they handling it well? 2823. Whoever rebukes a person will in the end gain favor rather than one who has a flattering tongue. So that's kind of like the wounds of a friend can be trusted if you're willing to give sincere correction rather than flattering. You'll be you'll gain favor in the end. Now not not to a fool or a mocker, but to the wise. 298 mockers stir up a city, but the wise turn away anger. 299. If a wise person goes to court with a fool, the fool rages and scoffs, and there is no peace. Or if they go on Facebook. 2911. Fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. So you see this sharp divide between this is how fools and mockers act, and this is how the wise act. And it's it's really powerful and it's really convicting when you read this as well. 2920. Do you see someone who speaks in haste? There's more hope for a fool than for them. 29.22, an angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. Yeah, listen, I mean, if you're just foolish, angry, um, a gossip, a mocker, if you're all these things, bad, 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 bad. Just stay away from those kind of characteristics. Walk with the wise. Think like the wise. Hold your tongue. Um, be willing to hear instruction. Be willing to listen. Okay, and you know, there's this great little capstone on this because it only really extends into Proverbs 29. After Proverbs 29, Proverbs 30 and 31, there's only there's only two verses in Proverbs 30. Let me let me read those and then I'll come back to this in Proverbs um, 29. So in 30, 32, it says, if you play the fool and exalt yourself or you plan evil, clap your hand over your mouth. For churning cream produces butter, and as twisting the nose produces blood, so stirring up anger produces strife. So don't provoke people because you're just going to make them angry. That's, I mean, it's common sense. This is what's going to happen. But this whole theme about are you a fool or are you the wise? Are you righteous or are you wicked? There's this fantastic passage. It's 2927. It says the righteous detest the dishonest. The wicked detest the upright. Wow. So they hate each other. So you're going to see this animosity between the wicked and the righteous. The question is, where are you? Are you in the camp of the wicked? Or are you in the camp of the righteous? And um, <laughs> just something to think about. Hey, listen, I'm out of time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leader Smith podcast. And I hope this helps you become a more calm, gentle, thoughtful leader.